So uh, earlier this week, you know, I was part of doing the whole social distancing thing, you know, home all week. Was working at home all week, didn't go anywhere. So I had some time on my hands and I got around to watching Black Klansman. And, you know, I was wanting to see it when it was at the theater, but I never really got around to it. And, you know, HBO was free for a weekend, uh, like last weekend, I think. So, you know, it was on there. I DVR'd it, sat down and watched it last week or a few days ago. And it was really, really interesting movie. And uh, if you haven't heard about it, it's based on a true story about a black police detective named Ron Stallworth. And he ran like a, basically a sting operation to bust like a local chapter of the Ku Klux Klan where he was. And now, but I gotta tell you, I gotta admit, you know, going in, I was really kind of perplexed as to how exactly a black man was going to infiltrate the KKK, right? I mean, that just, uh, I mean, obviously it happened because it's based on a true story, but I was just kind of like, okay, well, how, 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 did, how did they pull this off? You know, because, you know, I was kind of thinking this is going to be one of those, going to be like a, you know, Clayton Bigsby kind of thing from the Chappelle show skit. And um, if you've never seen it, if you've never seen Watch Chappelle Show, um, the uh, Clayton Bigsby skit is like one of the ones you got to check out. Even if you've never watched any other parts of it, that's definitely one you got to look at because it's hilarious. So I was just wondering, like, okay, well, how are they going to do this, right? Right? Like, how how did they pull this off? And of course, you know, you, you watch the movie and you see how they did it, and it turns out, of course. You know, um, Stallworth didn't actually physically go inside the group himself. He was running it from the outside, and like one of his partners was actually the man on the inside. And it was a um, good story overall. Uh, there were some really great acting performances. Um, Stallworth was played by. John David Washington, that's Denzel Washington's son, and his partner, uh, Phil Zimmerman, was played by, you know, Adam Driver, you know, Kylo Ren, and there's been some other stuff that I haven't seen. And uh, John David Washington was on Ballers, yeah, that was on HBO for a while, and I saw a little bit of it when I used to have HBO. Didn't see the end of it because I got rid of HBO because. You know, uh, it was either twelve dollars a month for HBO or ten dollars a month for the WWE Network, and well, decisions had to be made. <laughs> but um, anyhow, getting back to the movie here, um, yeah, those those two in particular did great acting jobs, and a lot, you know, a lot of other supporting cast members are really good. And like I said, the start of the story itself was was a good story and for the most part I'd say it was a good movie now there were you know a couple things didn't like like well the um guys in the clan chapter you know they're, they're bad guys of course 
But in this case, just the way that they were portrayed, like the lines that they had and the delivery, like they're supposed to hate these guys and they're supposed to be these vile, disgusting individuals. But they just came off as like, you know, cartoonishly bad. Right? I mean, you know, they weren't charming, which is good. Because you don't want the, those guys to be you know, charming kind of villains. But, I mean, you know, they're saying all these things. And, of course, they say a bunch of racial slurs and ethnic slurs and even homophobic slurs, you know, throughout the movie. But it's just the way that they did it. And I mean, it was just, it was... It didn't come off serious at all. It came off like, like they were like kind of like just foul mouthed cartoon villains, really. You know, so there were times where you're going, where they're going through their whole thing, and they're just rattling this stuff off so frequent, and just you know, like to the you know way they went about saying everything. Like you're supposed to hate these guys. You're supposed to really not like these guys, and then. It was hard to keep a straight face, like listening to them go through all their lines, because, like I said, just the lines themselves and the delivery was just kind of cartoonish and buffoonish, and it was kind of hard to really take seriously. So I mean, that definitely took away from you know the overall feeling of the film, because you know when Stallworth and his you know, police guys are doing their thing when they're on their end, you know then. Or, you know, you do get some sense of the whole gravity of the situation. And then when Stallworth is, like, kind of undercover with a black student union group, you know, you, you know, you get a good feeling for how that situation is, how serious that situation situation is, too. So we really end up, you know, it kind of just really drag puts kind of a drag on the movie when the bad guys are like the least serious people in the whole thing but I mean, there was some you know there were some a couple of themes there that were pretty good i mean that were kind of hard-hitting you know like uh zimmerman is jewish and but he wasn't raised within you know like the you know custom or traditions or anything but while he's undercover on the inside, some of the other guys in the clan suspect him of being Jewish, so he has to just do these kind of just over-the-top, you know, denunciations of his culture and heritage, and he has to, you know, swear he swears him down that he's not Jewish, and, you know, because you know, he can't be found out because the clan doesn't like black people, but they don't like Jewish people either. And in doing that, he, you know, starts to feel some kind of way about having missed out on learning about his culture and heritage growing up and all of that. And then, you know, Stallworth, when he's in with the Black Student Union, he's undercover, but, you know, he's constantly being kind of just hit with questions about police and just kind of you know, bad-mouthing of law enforcement in general for, you know, things that they actually did wrong. So he's got to kind of take that in and 
you know, offer up a kind of a quasi defense of police without blowing the cover. And yeah, that, I mean, that was that made for some real interesting parts. So overall, you know, it's a good movie. I stopped a little short of calling it. I wouldn't call it a great movie. It was a good movie, but it had some issues. And turns out they actually won Best Adapted Screenplay, which, um, yeah, I don't think I would have given it that. What I think actually went on here is that, you know, Spike Lee's been, you know, shafted a few times by the Academy for previous films of his, like Do the Right Thing or Malcolm X. And they did what you know, what they are prone to do, which is give you a makeup award later on for something that probably doesn't deserve it. But, you know, that's their way of taking care of you for when they snub you the first couple of times, right? And, you know, it happened with Denzel, it happened with Al Pacino, it's happened with, you know, some other people. And it'd be nice if they didn't do that. It'd be nice if they just got it right the first time and gave you the, gave you the award when you deserved it. But, you know, that, hap that doesn't happen a lot, so they got to make it up on the back end and give it to you for something where, eh, yes, it's a little, little shaky, a little iffy. And so I think, you know, giving this movie best adapted screenplay is a bit of a reach. Now, I don't know what should have actually won out of the other nominees. I couldn't really tell you that. But this just didn't really seem like something you would give people an Oscar for. But, you know, it was, like I said, it was entertaining. It was a good story. It was great acting. Definitely worth checking out if you feel so inclined. And it was, it was a good way for to spend two hours while you are social distancing, <laughs> thanks to the coronavirus. And, you know, I'll you know, be digging into some other stuff, you know, for so long as this thing is going on. And, you know, as I get into some more things, you know, I'll, you know, I'll talk about it here. But, yeah, Black Klansman, I'd say, if I'm giving it, like, stars or whatever, you know, out of four stars, I'd probably give it three. Three stars out of four, you know, like I said. Entertaining, overall, good, definitely worth your time. Just not great, you know. Yeah, I wouldn't add it to my collection, I wouldn't like, like go buy a DVD of it or something or anything like that. And yeah, I don't feel particularly bad that I missed it at the theater now, you know, having seen it at home. But again, you know, definitely worth the time. If you haven't seen it, definitely go check it out. Crazy to the lady, none of this is make believe. I breathe 
some of the most powerful lyrics of our century. Battle physically, conquer mentally, yeah. essentially. You're dealing with a mecca of fear. So anywhere you want to go, you know I'll take so you there. See, Well, one thing I told myself I was going to do during however long this whole thing goes on is to catch up on some of the books I haven't read yet. But um, well, to be honest with you, um, you know, I, in some cases I don't think that's going to happen. And you know, I'm looking at some of the books on my bookshelf and kind of like, what were you thinking? Like, for example, like I bought this book on. Uh, Jackie Robinson, I bought it, man. It must have been like 10 years ago, but now it's been a long time. And that thing hasn't gotten opened up since the day I bought it. Now, it seemed like a really good idea at the time. And, you know, it looked like a really nice book when I saw it in the bookstore. Well, I brought it home, and it's like, super huge and it it's one of those things when you look at it it looks like like you're never gonna finish it if you if you try so i just kind of put it on the bookshelf and it's just kind of sitting there and to be honest you know i walk past it sometimes and I look at it like oh yeah i should really try reading that sometime and then after about 30 seconds i'm like not really because um not that i don't want to read about jackie robinson I, mean, I think everybody should read about Jackie Robinson. He's an important figure in not just black history, but American history. But <laughs> I think but this particular book is just like a non-starter. It's just, it looks like one of those things that when you walk into somebody's house and you see it on their bookshelf, you think that, oh, that they really like to read. They're, they're very intelligent. <laughs> and, I mean, it looks really good on the bookshelf. But, you know, given the choice... You know, pretty much every time I, I walk past it and go pick up another comic book. I mean, um, sorry, Jackie, I gotta, you know, I'll find some kind of way to read more about you, but that particular book I have ain't, ain't gonna be it. I mean, um, but that, look, hey, man, a word of advice. You know, if you like to go to the bookstore and buy books and all that, make sure you buy something you're gonna read. You know, don't, don't, don't be out here buying these books that look nice on the shelf. Or, or or be out here, you know, buying books because you think you should have that one. Because, you know, that don't mean you're going to read it. And, you know, there's going to be a whole lot of books that are nice to have or that look nice to have in your collection that you ain't never going to get around to reading. They're going to be on your shelf forever. And the only purpose they're going to serve is for people to come over your house and see that you have it and think, more highly of you <laughs> so I mean that I mean if that's something you want to do then okay fine but don't lie to yourself I mean seriously I mean trust me I, I've done that a few too many times when it comes to buying books so save yourself some money save yourself some trouble for real and just hey, stick to stuff you're gonna read you know better to buy you know better to go buy some comic books and read them all than to buy some, you know, highbrow looking 
kind of thing that you think will make you sound impressive if you can say that you read it, but then you'll never get around to reading it. That I mean, that's a waste of time. It really is. You ain't fooling nobody either. You know, for real. I mean, you're not. People know. Eventually, they talk to you long enough. They'll figure out you didn't read it. It's fine. Just don't. You know, stick to stuff you're going to do, not the stuff that, you know, you think other people might be impressed by if they think you did it. On that note, you know, I have finished a couple of books over the past six months that I would recommend. Uh, one of them is called The Heritage. It's by Howard Bryant. He writes for ESPN, and he's written for some newspapers before that. And it's about a history of black activism interti- intertwined with sports history. So, you know, he talks about Jackie Robinson and Jesse Owens and Bill Russell and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you know, and people like that who had a pretty strong, you know, activist streak in them, you know, Muhammad Ali. You know, and then he goes on to get into how later on, like in the 70s and 80s, that kind of thing <clears throat> started to fade away. And you had people, you know, you had O.J. Simpson who went out of his way to not go down that road. Um, you had, you know, Michael Jordan who, you know, quietly donates money but doesn't really say a whole lot publicly that would, you know, stop the money from coming in. You know, then same with like Tiger Woods and people like that. And then, you know, he carries it all the way forward to, Day where you know you have like Colin Kaepernick and people like that doing stuff, and it's a very good book. It has good information and just some good history in it. Yeah, I finished that a couple months ago. I would definitely recommend it. And the other one that I finished reading recently was called uh, "Death of Expertise" by Tom Nichols. Um, it's very timely right now. It's talked about how. You know, we rely less and less on people who basically know what they're doing when it comes to dealing with things. You know, people who have actually studied and been out in the field and have experience and know what they're talking about. You know, we just rely less and less on them and less and less on the information that they have for us. And how it's, you know, basically not a good idea and how it's messing up a whole lot of things. You know, and how... You know, we've gone from trusting the experts, and look, maybe sometimes we trust them a little too much, and they're not always right. But, I mean, the alternative to trusting them has become, you know, weird YouTube videos and all that kind of thing. So, I mean, I think we definitely swung a little too far in the wrong direction, and he talks about that a lot in there. So I recommend that also. So in other words, two books I actually did read, and there's one I'm probably never going to get to. So, <laughs> I could have saved myself some money and never bought the Jackie Robinson book and maybe waited to find one that I actually would get around to reading. So, look, Jackie, better luck next time. Haven't given up on you yet, but um, I'm going to try a little something different.
a mechadon into the red zone. You spot my skull and crossbone alone. To flow the water gate, slow the great thinking, meditate. Sit behind the place of the CL's face. Cars and tents, making blueprints for over six figures. Salaries, lose your five, cause many didn't die. The mic work the study, mecca now building. Cause I love my shorties like Jesus loved children. Cause being smooth is the science I craft into the state. When they incarcerate me, I wanna be free. I play some D on the high score and thrill from the burning bill. Taking my yards with no bodyguards. My click's the first round draft pick for time in prison. So the only way to cover that is clean living. Respect given here to Bell Go King is like Tyson stepping back into the ring soon as I. Well, I think this is all about all I got for this week. You know, we quarantine still in effect. It's like uh, now they talk about maybe canceling the Olympics. So, I mean, everything's getting shut down. You know, WrestleMania is going to be taped at the WWE Performance Center. Baseball season ain't started. NBA season's over. So... You know, with that, I think next week we're going to do a little sports talk here. I just got some stories for y'all from my history of a, has been, been a long-suffering fan of the New York Knicks and the Washington Redskins. We can go into some of that next week and maybe keep it light all the way through. You know, I, I got real heavy both last week and this week, so you know, maybe we'll ease up on that a bit. But, um... Just most important thing is be safe out there and listen to what you know, our you know, governors and mayors and whatnot are telling us. It's important that we stay inside as much as possible and don't spread this thing around. And you know, like I said, the faster we get to it and stick to it, the faster we can get through all this. And hey, I want everybody, I want everybody listening to this. I want I want everybody to make it through. I don't, you know, I don't want to lose anybody for this. Even people who, you know, aren't the best of people out there. <laughs> you know, I'd rather them not get taken out by this, right? Now, I mean, and let's just you know keep focused on the light at the end of the tunnel. We'll get through this one way or another, and you know, we all got to do our part, and. We all got to help each other whenever possible. We need to help people around us who don't have as much. You know, like you might have a neighbor or a friend or a loved one or even just somebody who you don't know who asks, you know, who you might be able to help with something. You might be able to, you know, pass them a few dollars or something if they need it, right? Because, you know, it, might be, it looks like it's going to be some rough times ahead for the next few weeks. And... You know, gotta say a special thank you to all the people out there who are working in some of these, you know, essential jobs. People you know what you know, we call it essential, right? People working in the restaurants who are making food for us, even though we gotta come pick it up. I mean, they're still making food for us. You know, all the delivery people who are delivering that stuff when we, you know, we order delivery or whatever, the people in the grocery stores, and you know, all our you know, public servants out there who are still doing the job with all this stuff going on, all the people in the working in the hospitals, who are on the front lines, 
you know, dealing with the virus itself and patients, you know, people who are, who've been infected, but people are also in the hospital for other stuff entirely. You know, um, you know, special shout out to all of them because they, I mean, they, it's really a bunch of unsung heroes out here who are not getting it just due and aren't getting paid worth a damn and need to get paid more than they're getting paid, especially for doing this stuff under these conditions. And I hope that, you know, what I hope that as many of us as possible can get out of this is to, to help each other and, you know, to help one another get through this, to be there for each other. Like I've been saying, you know, we're not here to go through this by ourselves. And whether it's, you know, talking to each other about our problems or whatever, or helping each other when we can. I mean, that's how we get through this together. And, you know, I hope and pray that that we can do that and that maybe some folks who, you know, haven't been thinking that kind of way will see what's going on and maybe have a change of heart over all of this. So until next week, y'all take care. Love y'all. God bless you. Until then.